Welcome everyone back to another episode of Talking Trader Joe's. It's so good to inhabit this space with you, Mark. I just got off a two-month meditation retreat, so I'm feeling a lot of clarity. It's great to be with you. It's great to see your face and hear your voice. It's such a privilege, Steve, to have you back in my presence. You've been gone for so long. The world is just changing Really happy for you, Steve, that you're able to just kind of get away from it all, you know, including me. You know, sometimes you need to get away from me too, and that's fine. And I don't know why you're gone for so long, but, you know, it's whatever you need to feel normal. It definitely has been striking coming back and experiencing some of the delusion and frustration and just day-to-day angst that everybody kind of carries There's definitely feelings of angst right now with the coronavirus, first of all. And then also, I was just struck by the passing of Joe Colomb, the founder of Trader Joe's, kind of the big daddy. You know, there's a lot of pain and not everybody can just get up and go to a meditation retreat for two months. I kind of understand that. And you said the word, I understand. And I disagree with you there because I I don't understand how you can just sit there relaxing with your Mai Tai and just shut yourself off from the world. When our founding father, Joe Colomb, passed away, we all ask ourselves, where were you when JFK was assassinated? Where were you when Kobe Bryant passed? And everyone in the world asked himself, where were you when Joe Colomb passed away? Right. Quite frankly, Steve, you're on a beach somewhere with a Mai Tai relaxing. And I'm a little disappointed in that, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word. You know, I'm still processing a lot of it. Sure. You know, lot, obviously lots of emotions. There's been this large outpour of support. Our emails, uh, TalkingTraderJoes at gmail.com, we have exceeded our gigabyte limit. And that was people looking for answers, right? Uh, Looking for support. They needed someone to talk to. They needed to hear our voice at that moment. Right. I was in my office all day just responding to these emails and on your end, just kind of radio silence. It really sounds like you felt abandoned. I mean... I was abandoned as a child. We were grieving together as a unit. Um, We were at the Joes. We were all there together. And everyone was like, where's Steve? Where's Steve? And suddenly you became the topic of conversation and not Joe Colomb. And I found that interesting. But I think it's something that, you know, you, you go to these things, you want more awareness. Right, Steve? Like, like, what's the reason? Like, why do you go to these things? Uh, You know... To cope, to gain awareness and clarity. Right. Okay, perfect. So then you said awareness and clarity. Mm -hmm. The thing that I don't understand is you know who you are. You are the co-founder of Talking Trader Joe's. So there, you check that off, right? Um, Awareness. Were you aware this past weekend after Joe Clone passed? No, you weren't. You were at your event with your drink uh, sitting on a beach there's no drinking and there's Just let no me no, 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 no let me finish let me finish and clarity right you don't seem like you're very clear on your intentions we last spoke in i think it was in 2019 we last released our podcast mm-hmm. and it is now 2020 it's a whole new decade a lot of us are very unclear about your intentions so you say you go to these events you go to these parties 
in meanwhile uh the world is crumbling the world is falling apart my answer would be for you to kind of just look at that feeling inside you and to see that disappointment and that anger you know i have empathy for that it sucks to feel disappointed by people mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do my best if I was unclear about my capacity for involvement in Talking Trader Joe's, I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that I am a very limited being. Sure. Mm-hmm. And functioning in this capitalist 21st century America with the coronavirus and the political realities, it's very difficult. So I guess what I'm called to share right now is kind of just a guided experience indulge me here you know you don't have to get over your feelings or anything Mm -hmm. i first led this meditation at my retreat center and deborah who is dealing with fibromyalgia chronic pain said it, it really healed her system she felt great afterwards and she you know a couple other folks were really pushing me to share this so you don't have to like this we can we can edit it out later but i want anyone who's able to, to kind of close their eyes. First of all, to just notice what's happening, because we have this internal biome that's oftentimes ignored. Maybe I'm hurting. Maybe this isn't pleasant. Now, soften your focus and Allow your imagination to take hold. Transport your physical body and you find yourself outside the entrance of your local Trader Joe's. It's a fine spring day. Feel that warm wind kind of hitting your face as you lather your face with the lavender wipes taking a few extra wipes because there's plenty to go around. Lather that face, your hands, upper forearms, and breathe in some of that clarifying, rejuvenating lavender. And you let those dead cells just go by the wayside as you bathe yourself, preparing for the erotic, ecstatic experience that you know awaits you on the other side of that door. Now I want you to inhabit your body. We're not going to go up to the mind and analyze this Trader Joe's experience. We're going to really stay in our bodies. Your eyes are closed. Maybe a soft gaze at the floor. You slowly walk into the Trader Joe's, feeling that cool temperature change. You hear the soft sounds of human commerce, but these sounds are muted, fading. You're very familiar with your Trader Joe's. You know what you need, and it's the usual. There's nothing to remember, there's nothing extra, We're flowing. We're feeling the different products, the bananas, the wild cold salmon. 
We take a sip of the warm coffee sample and it just infuses our core. As we're hearing the soft beeps of the checkout, it's a rainforest of sound. A symphony warming up those cells. It's safe, familiar. Everything you need is already here at the Joe's. As you check out, it's that favorite cashier of yours and she gives you that beautiful smile that just melts you. And whatever is left of your ego kind of fades and you enter the void, the nothing. You re-enter your eyes, enter the physical body. Mark, I wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing. You know, I was really just looking for an apology, but yeah, we can move on after that. Sure. You know, when I closed my eyes, I was trying to follow your directions, but all I could see was just Joe Colomb in my mind. You know, everything that you were saying, I just kept imagining Joe, 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 you know, just laying there, just kind of on his deathbed, asking where Steve is. Where is Steve? Where is he? I mean, you know, with this kind of magic that you have, I mean, it's sort of like witchcraft. Like, can you access Joe in any way, like in the afterlife? Can we talk to him? You know, is there like any special potions, you know, you might have? The way that I view Joe, I didn't know him. So I view him less as an individual and more as like a manifestation of the human experience and... Mm. And I guess for me, mm-hmm. I empathize with those who were loved ones of his that are going through grief. But I also feel like, you know, we weren't in that circle. So mm-hmm. I wonder, and I don't mean to question your feelings, but I wonder why is it that his death affected you so much? Mm. I mean, hmm. I mean, he is, you know, Steve, you know, I never had a father figure growing up. You know that I was abandoned as a child. I was left on the curb and was picked up by my surrogate family, who I may or may not get along with today at the moment. So you understand, uh, in many ways, Joe was my father. Um, Did you ever meet him? That's that's a very that's a very no. I've never met him. I've sent him many emails uh, before. I've sent I've invited him on this podcast many times. Clearly there's a lot there, you know, you're grieving Mm -hmm. someone who you considered like a father. I have not met Joe before, but I will meet him in the future and it will be on another level of existence, another plane of existence. Joe was level six shopper. Um, and I, you know, the level six is the afterlife. And I think Steve, you know, you going on your your retreats um, where you learn a lot of this stuff, I think I have a lot to learn from you too. You know, if we can use some of this to access the afterlife, you know, this silent stuff that you do where you force us to be quiet and we have to think, you know, we have to think about, you know, Trader Joe's and all that, you know, maybe, just maybe we can have, you know, some sort of connection to Joe in the future, in the afterlife, in this level, this elevated plane of existence that you are diving headfirst into, Stephen. Thank you for saying sorry in your own unique way. 
And thank you for saying sorry to our listeners. We accept you back into the family. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Well, Mark, I know you were just at a Trader Joe's, and I know our listeners would really love to hear about your experience. Yeah, I actually just came back from uh, the Pasadena chapter, and let me tell you, Steve, it was a wasteland. Yeah, it was really interesting to see. Um, You can really see a lot of the effects of the coronavirus, COVID-19. You know, there are a lot of rumors coming out, Steve, about supply shortages Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering what your thoughts are on this well you know i was just there two days ago and not only did i not notice any shortages but i noticed some new products everything but the elote spice is causing a little bit of a frenzy in the online forums for good reason i don't know if have you tried it yet I have tried it, yeah, and it was, you know, it was picking up a lot of steam online. There were a lot of hashtags, you know, going on with that, and there was a huge social media storm going on, and it just kind of got smothered by the virus, which was really disappointing. It's important for us to focus on, you know, these moments of beauty. You know, the world is not this joyless dystopia, you know, even though you might get that impression from watching CNN. And, and you know, you have to understand when you go to a Trader Joe's, you're experiencing a little bit of danger when you go there, too. I mean, Steve, last year during Halloween, a pumpkin fell on you. Yeah, I've, I've hit my shin numerous times on their automatic doors. You know, sometimes that auto sensor is a little bit late in picking your body up. You can automatically get freeze burn if you keep your hand in the freezer section for too long. There are many different dangers of going to a Trader Joe's. Absolutely. The one thing we need to do right now that our government isn't doing is telling everyone to calm down. All right. So everyone just kind of needs to relax. You know, listen to that guided meditation that Steve provided for you at the beginning of the podcast. I really love that. Some great advice. Turn off CNN and calm the Shrek down. So the CDC has some new controversial guidelines, and I know you had some thoughts about this, Mark. Now, Steve, I don't know about you, but I really love touching my face. Um, You know, when I'm in the Joes, I'm just kind of really amazed by the different products they have in there. The way I like to show my amazement is I just kind of touch my face. You know, I put my fingers, you know, in my eyes, in my mouth. Like when they got, when I saw that new elote, I had my fingers on my lips and they were on my nose and my ears. Oh my goodness. And, and so you kind of have, you do have to redefine how you show your excitement in the Trader Joe's. You really do got to just keep your hands to yourself. So that also means not touching other people's faces in the Trader Joe's. That's a big one. Um, And, you know, Steve, I know you really love... You know, when we see each other at the Pasadena chapter, you put your hands on my face all the time. And we kind of have that Middle Eastern greeting that um, a lot of Middle Easterns like to do with each other. It's part of connecting. Yeah, it's part of the culture. And and Steve, I know you're part Middle Easterns and you've kind of taught me how to use that. So then when we see each other, 
on the very rare occasions that we both end up at the Pasadena chapter together, we see each other from across the Trader Joe's and we kind of let out a little shout to each other. And it's kind of a Middle Eastern shout. And we power walk to each other. And and Steve always puts his hands on my face, like on my cheeks. It's very fatherly. It's very traditional. It's very cultural. It's a little off-putting to know that the CDC is preventing us from kind of doing that from here on out. So it's just one of those things that we kind of have to sacrifice in order to prevent the spread of this deadly coronavirus. And the one thing that I wanted to add was whoever's at the Covina chapter spraying Purell all over the Trader Joe's floors, just stop because um, I've slipped on it quite a few times. Now I'm really good. I play soccer, so I'm really good at recapturing my balance uh, whenever I do slip on any sort of surface. Um, That Purell is very slippery. Amidst some of the conflict and turmoil, I just wanted to thank you, Mark, for your friendship and your wise words. I'm so happy to have met you, Steve you are like a brother to me. Even though our father passed away, we are going to continue the legacy and we're going to keep going. Even though Joe Colomb is not with us anymore, I know that he is listening somewhere up in the ether. And I'm pretty sure he has access to some sort of Wi-Fi wherever he is. And he is listening to our podcast. And he is kind of thinking, oh, these guys are like my sons. I see them as sons. We are the sons of Joe Colomb. And if you, you know, if you think of Joe Colomb as a god, uh, which I know many of you do, I do personally, then maybe we are the prophets. We are, you know, Jesus Christ in a lot of ways, kind of spreading the word of Joe. And then you kind of have Lucifer, who's Dan Bain, who's kind of on the periphery. You know, in those Jesus paintings, there's always like Jesus in the middle and God's on the top and on the periphery. There's like a little bit of like a Lucifer vibe. He's a little scrawny and he's, you could tell that he's scheming. His hands are a little like this and you kind of, you know, that would be kind of Dan Bain just kind of lurking in the shadows there. Yeah, I'm just wondering how much of this maybe you've built up in your mind about Dan versus Mm. if maybe you met him, if you'd find that he has a rationale for all of his decisions and that, you know, he's actually maybe a nice guy who's doing the best he can. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty small, maybe I think that Dan's done a pretty piss poor job in terms of containing this coronavirus outbreak. And I really wish he would do a better job. I've seen Dan in the restroom a few times. And after he urinates or does a number one, I've seen him wash his hands from the corner of my eye. And I've seen him kind of just do one of those washes where he just kind of sprinkles his hands. You know, I didn't, and I don't hear the soap dispenser go off. That's not a real wash. That's like a social hand wash. It's a social hand wash. And it's, it's really lazy on Dan's part for him to just kind of sprinkle his fingertips and kind of, and not even um, use the dryer to dry his hands. He just kind of does a wipe on his thigh. And it's, it's really disgusting. Wow. And Dan, I, I really, if you guys see Dan Bain, I would uh, consider avoiding him. It's not just because you hate him. It's also because you want to prevent the spread of this this virus in a lot of ways. So, Dan, wash your hands, please. Wow. Yeah, another really powerful episode. Thank you, Mark. I love you and I I appreciate you. Yeah. Even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And as you know, I have a deep love 
for you and all your humanity and all your beauty and all your sorrow. I accept it and I see you as a brother. Mm-hmm. And I want to extend that deep love to the listening community. Thank you so much for listening because this is just an expression of my mind and Mark's mind, much like the original Trader Joe's in Pasadena here was an expression of Joe Colomb's mind. He was a seaman, I believe. Mm. He opened his first store in 1967 and had this dream of a grocery outlet with a nautical theme. He saw it as them being traders of the high seas, which is such a fascinating germination for a store idea. Very dreamlike. And really cool. I was just going to say, see, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say it's it's almost like you're reading the Bible to me. It's like you're, you're telling me the story of Jesus Christ's life, right? It's really, he comes from humble beginnings. He may or may not have been a carpenter, but, you know, he traveled the world. He traveled the seas. He was a seaman, like you said. And, you know, he built a Trader Joe's with wood. He used a lot of his carpentry skills to build his first Trader Joe's in Pasadena. I'm looking at his name right now, J.C. Joe Colomb, right? Jesus Christ. So I don't know if that's a... If, a coincidence or not i don't know wow i don't know that's it's, yeah that's interesting it's yeah might be a little blasphemous but i think it's really yeah. fun and interesting just to kind of play with that idea you know mm-hmm. i i find it interesting and i kind of agree with you that it does kind of feel like reading the bible and i would just add that he also had the idea while visiting the jungle cruise ride at disneyland so that's definitely part of the mythology there is the whole jungle cruise at Disneyland. I don't know if you remember that ride with I, like I kind do. Of the fake mm-hmm. alligators and the watch out, we're going to get, you know, whatever. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's fun to kind of draw that connection because next time you're at Disneyland and you visit the jungle cruise, you might just share a glance with your partner and say, we're experiencing one of the genesis points of the whole Trader Joe's story. Steve, you're... A fountain of knowledge. I Guys, you can't get that from Wikipedia. I do not know where Steve got that information, but that's insider information, and that's really exciting to hear. I love sitting around the fire, listening to the story of Joe. It's going to be one of those tales that uh, we're going to be telling our kids uh, for quite some time. It's just going to be passed down from generation to generation. Who knows? We may even write a Bible, a kind of a Trader Joe's Bible that may take off, you know, that may take off as a religion, maybe 2000, 3000 years from now. There'll be like a book of Mark, you know, a book of Steve. There'll be a Genesis part. There might be a part on the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. And maybe it will be called Talking Trader Joe's. That would be exciting. That would be really, really cool. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good night, everyone.